This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I'm Sue from Lifeboat, and Lifeboat are promoting health and well-being, but you take in charge of your own health and well-being by using tools such as mindfulness, EFT tapping, NLP, and um, Reiki as just a few examples of the tools that we can use. I thought it would be a great idea to get on the radio and um, give out some of these tools freely to people, particularly the mindfulness and the meditation tools. Hi, so I um, hope everyone's been having a good month and um, I thought I might tell you about what's been happening with me. And then I have a very special guest with me today and I'll explain a bit more about that as we go along. So firstly, I had a lovely trip up to Picton on the bus recently and I wasn't particularly looking forward to the bus ride, but it was great. It was really, I really enjoyed it. I um, played lots of songs and I read my book and it was a beautiful day and the driver was amazing. He was really good and the ride was very smooth and I had nothing to complain about it. I then had about four hours in Picton and I went and uh, had a bite to eat and I raised a glass to a friend of mine. It was the anniversary of her passing. And um, in actual fact, I had a really lovely memory of us going to Picton a few years ago. Me and my friend had passed away and I drove up there and we spent uh, some time there and it was a very special memory. So it was kind of quite nice that I was there on that day, unplanned, but it just turned out that way. And then I met my lovely daughter off the ferry who was coming over from Wellington and then we drove to Kaikoura together and we stayed a night in Kaikoura. Weather changed then, it was raining, but it was still really lovely. And we had coffee and then we had a lovely breakfast at Cheviot on the way home. And um, yeah, and it's been really nice having her back home with us for just a month. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if we invited um, my daughter Anne-Marie along to come and have a chat with us today. And um, for me to ask her a couple of questions on what she's doing in Wellington. So let's begin with that then. So what are you doing in Wellington, Anne-Marie? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm studying uh, costume construction at Toifakari New what? Zealand Drama School. Wow, that sounds fascinating. It sounds so interesting. I, I love all of that sort of drama and um, getting involved with the theatre. Uh, do you get involved with the theatre? What kind of things does that involve? Yeah, um, well, it's all costumes for stage and film, so um, we do. Interned on... Um, Wow, and Les Miserables up in Wellington this year. Um, yeah. Wow. And what what are your plans for next year? Do you know? Or? Uh, going back to study, <laughs> uh, to graduate my uh, diploma, um, hopefully work on a couple more shows while I'm up there, make some more costumes for the New Zealand School of Dance as well. Cool. That sounds very exciting. Yeah. So we've been doing a few interviews and I've been talking about hope and courage. Um, a little bit in the interviews, mainly on hope. But I've realised that 
Courage has been coming in there a little bit. So just to share with the listeners a little bit. So for me, courage, um, I kind of like to think uh, of a vision of what I thought courage might look like. And um, the vision that I have is actually of a dragon. And me and Anne-Marie, um, obviously because she's my daughter, so she's from the same descendancy. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Anyway, so uh, we're Welsh. So like the dragon is quite important thing to us. And for me, that is the sign of courage is the dragon. And I've even named my dragon. I, I call my dragon Mavanwi. And that's a actual Welsh song. And it's very sad, actually. It's about unrequited love, but it's still quite beautiful. And I think that often when you have um, emotions and things like talking about courage and hope, you've always got to have the opposite to that. Don't you think so, Anne-Marie? Yeah. So, like, you have to... The opposite, maybe, of hope could be despair. Because you can't have one without the other, really, can you? You cannot. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. I You can't have one without the other, uh, for sure. Like, if we just, like, didn't have one, um, you'd never be able to feel the other, so everyone would just be flat. And don't you think that would be like, we'd be like robots then, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, and yeah, I think exactly. that that is what makes us human, really. Yeah. And my feelings on working in, like, um, the theatre and productions and stuff like that is that you can learn all those different emotions and be in different sides of it. Well, what do you What do you think about that? I mean, for sure, like working in theatre's got like a lot of challenges, but like in the end, like you all come together and you do put something together, despite the fact like three hours before you're all on the floor crying your eyes <laughs> up because nothing's going as planned. Um, but that's just how it is. It all comes together at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, uh, So I was reading an article recently, well, it was a book actually, on trauma, so I'm quite interested in trauma, and um, this particular article was saying about actually how good, like, theatre is to help people um, processing trauma, and they had used it in this um, uh, young prison, young offenders prison in the United States, and it had been quite successful in getting... A lot of them were gang members, and it was kind of getting them to be, like, one part they'd be the person that was being the the gangster or the person attacking, and then they would get them to be the victim in another part, so the person that was being attacked, so they could actually see what it was like to be on both sides. And I actually think that creativity and theatre has definitely got a place in showing people those kind of things. What do you think about that? I think um, through uh, enacting things in, like, theatre, it allows you to, like, be vulnerable without actually being vulnerable. Um, it, <laughs> it really just, like, allows people to just, like, express emotions that they otherwise wouldn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. And I think that that was probably the idea behind that is in a safe place, really, where you could have that vulnerability in the theatre because it's mainly acting. And I know that these guys, they kind of wrote their own scripts as well, which I thought was quite interesting to make their own plays and things. And some of them did like Shakespeare and that. And, um, well, you know, it's kind of strange, but there is a lot of fighting and... <laughs> An angst in Shakespeare, so oh, 100%. yeah, 
What do you, you, do you have some thoughts about what I've just said or about Shakespeare? Yeah, about that um, coming in. Shakespeare is like real interesting because a lot of his like material can be made relevant today. <laughs> like as much as people want to like be like, oh Shakespeare, no. Um, everything's still very relevant. Like, yeah. It's almost like we're repeating some of the same things, isn't yeah. it? I just... think it's just in a matter of like humans don't, we don't really change. No. Um, so, yeah, when you've got like Hamlet being all angsty and is black, everyone's still like that today. <laughs> like, yeah. You see that and like unrequited love, you know, a lot of these plays are about that too. And you still have that today. And um, yeah, I'm not sure where the comedy comes in, but I guess it does somewhere still, if we look at it. <laughs> um, interesting. Um, so I know the other thing that you're quite interested in is um, D&D. I did do an interview recently with Charlie here from Plains FM about D&D, but I think that that's sort of going on the same thing, really, isn't it? It gets people to play different characters to perhaps oh, what they normally yeah. are in life. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's much the same as, like, theatre. Like, it allows you to, like, express uh, yourself and, like, emotions uh, in a different way, almost behind, like, a veil of, like, playing a character. Um, I definitely know a lot of people who put a lot of themselves into their characters um, as a way of just processing things. Mm, yeah, because that's going down that same track, really, isn't it? Yeah. What I was saying about the theatre, so Dungeons and Dragons and games like that can be ways of people doing that. It was funny because on the way here, I just remember us having a bit of a conversation. So you can't see what Anne-Marie looks like, but she's quite short. She's very cute. But some of the characters she plays are not like that at all. Are they, Anne-Marie? Um, I don't know if I necessarily am cute because, like, so I do a lot of, I do cosplay, so I dress up as a lot of characters and something that I've learned um over the years is that i can't pull off a cute character um i was talking about this with my flatmate and she was like it's because i have a really like aggressive resting face um yeah so i can mostly just like do villains and stuff like that (laughs) that's cool yeah i just noticed that as well like when i think about at home all the costumes that i've seen and the things that you're doing they're generally your villains and even some of the stories that you've told me about your D&D and the characters that you've been... I've kind of looked at you and went, that doesn't look like or seem like you. But I remember a little bit when I was doing a bit of theatre myself and how cool it is to try and play a character that you're not normally. But that character, it, it's still in there. It's in us somewhere. We just maybe hide it oh, away. <laughs> and then when you have a game like D&D or, or theatre, then you're allowed to bring that character out in a safe environment, really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it's great. I read recently another article about like computer games actually being good for you, that um, to keep that focus and that concentration. And yet, you know, us as parents were trying to stop you going on those computer games, and now all of a sudden, it's actually well, it's actually really good for people to be using those skills and actually to be doing that. I do like the idea of doing things in person. So for me, like the theatre is a way of doing that. But I know that the D&D you do in person and 
you do it online, don't you? Yeah. Have you got any preference on that? Or? Um, I think I, pre- I prefer to do it in person because then you can, like, see everyone's faces mm. and see their reactions. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of, like, convenience, it's just easier to do it online. Yeah. Maybe the imagination can run a little bit wilder, perhaps online, than it can in person. Or, I mean, I don't know. I, no, I think no. it's much the same. <laughs> okay. Um, that's interesting, yeah. So, what 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 do you think about hope? What 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 does hope bring up for you? Um, I think it's more of just like uh, optimism, um, believing that things are gonna things are gonna work out, even if they're like not going well. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's like resilience, isn't it? Like yeah. bad things are going to happen, but it's all going to be okay in the end. Yeah. And keeping those thoughts in your head is quite important, isn't it? Particularly, I think, for young people like yourself in the world today, it's probably quite hard sometimes to hang on to that. Do, do you think it is? Or Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, especially like with all of us in school, like there have been times where we're all like, oh, we're all going to drop out. It's so hard. But then we get to the end of like our projects and we're like, wow, that was worth it. (laughs) Um, We have this like beautiful dresses and we were like, wow, it was worth all the blood, sweat and tears. Nice. That's lovely. So I think it would be a good time for you to tell us which song you're going to have today. Um, I'm going to have uh, Miles by my favourite band, Mother Mother. There's a lot of songs by Mother Mother that I would have liked to have, but they're all a little, little, um, little aggressive. <laughs> um, so this is just, this is a nice one. Um, I remember just like sitting like in my lounge with my friends, just like listening to it once. And it was just a nice, nice moment. Cool. We'll play that now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. i 
For all your first aid and CPR and wellbeing at work programs and training, please contact fatco.nz. That's F A C T C O.nz. You can contact them at training at factco.nz or 03-365-3556. The fact is, you can save a life. Cool. Um, nice song, Anne-Marie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. A lot of your songs are quite aggressive. <laughs> but yeah, and um, it's going back to that always having those two sides to things really, isn't there? You know, and uh, we mentioned in you can't have... You can't have hope without some despair. And, and working through the life, as you said, you know, things are going to happen and it's really you going through that and know that everything's going to turn out OK in the end. The other thing that I briefly wanted to mention about is we were, me and you were having a conversation about this on our journey back, was about how people work very differently and that how one person might work might not be how another person works. And I didn't understand quite how you worked, but I've got a bit more around that now that it always used to upset me when I would come home and you'd leave everything to the last minute to do, and then it would be full-on panic. And I used to get quite frustrated about, why do you do that? Because that's not how I would work. But now I kind of understand where that's coming from, because... I mean, you can correct me if this is wrong, but it kind of feels like sometimes for creativity, you need that like adrenaline or cortisol going. And maybe that was your way of getting that going so that you could actually create something. I mean, what what are your thoughts around that? Do you think I've got it? Yeah, I think you do. Um, I think it's definitely like, I think I'm definitely programmed to work more in like a crisis um, under like high stress. Um, so at school, like, I'm always, like, up to, like, the last second, like, putting things together. And I know that, like, um, halfway through the year, we had our midterm meetings and my teachers were like, are you okay? Like, do you need to defer? Because you seem to be, like, struggling to get things in. But then, like, by the end of the year, like, I went in there expecting the same thing. And then they were like, no, you're fine. You're, you're doing just just great. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, it's definitely, like, I definitely need that pressure to get things done. Um, for sure, so. Good, yeah. It's just, like, yeah. you can have that, like, absolute, what amazes me is you have that absolute focus when it comes to doing that, you know, where I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I'd have to have it spread over time and do this little bit and that little bit, probably like in steps for me. This is, I would have like a circle, this is what I need to finish, but I can't go straight to the circle. I've got to have lots of little steps and I'd have to do it quite slowly. So it's quite interesting how people do do learn differently and do things differently, isn't it? And allowing people that space, I guess, to learn in their own way it's really important, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you for letting me interview you today. <laughs> Very well. And um, I'm just going to do a little bit of a meditation for everybody. And we're going to have a little bit of um, music to play in there because me and Anne-Marie played this song on our way over the hill from Diamond Harbour today. And I was trying to think about what to do for the meditation. And I thought, 
yeah, let, let's play this song. So I'm just going to talk you to start you off and then just carry on with your eyes closed and listen to the rest of the song. But if you could just gently close your eyes now, I want you to just gently drop your shoulders, drop the corners of your mouth there a little bit, and then after you just dropped it, I just put a little smile in the corner there. And just relax your eyelids, relax the corner of your eyes. You know, we hold a lot of tension in the corner of our eyes. Just feel like we're relaxing from the inside. You can feel like your stomach relaxing. You can feel your shoulders drop a wee bit more. Feel that all that relaxing all the way down your vertebrae, all the way down your spine there, into your legs from the inside, in your knees, your calves, down your ankles, into your feet. Relax your hands and just sit back, breathe, and enjoy the song. And we stood tall And remembered our own land What we live for But there will come a time you'll see With no more tears And love will not break your heart and dismiss your fears Get over your hill and see What you find there with grace in your heart And flowers in your hair in your hair 
thank you for listening to that. And thank you, Anne-Marie, once again for coming along and um, chatting to us today. So I'll leave you with the thoughts of seeing all the different parts of you and perhaps looking how you might be able to express those parts yourself, whether it be through theatre, drama, D&D, painting, dancing, just about how you can express all parts of you particularly over these holidays. Thank you. See you next time. Bye for now. Home, let me come home. Home is wherever I'm with you. Oh, home, let me come home. Home is wherever I'm